0: On the line with us now uh, is the commissioner of the Reno Football League Round Uh Commissioner, we greatly appreciate your time and joining us this week.
1: Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Well, so we're coming up to the, uh, I guess we're at the three-quarter, the, uh, three-quarter way point of the season. Um, how, would you, uh, how would you assess how the season's gone so far in
2: 2019?
1: You know, I think we've had a really good season so far. Um, I, I, uh, we were just talking about this before we before we went live. But one of the ways that we at the league office look at it is how do we get better every single week?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we we really try to find ways to get better every week. And I and I think we have. And I think you look at this last weekend of games. Like we, we're having great games, and you know we've got teams fighting for playoff positions. I think the playoffs are going to be awesome. I think we are really having a great, great season.
0: Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I think all three of us would agree with you. Um, obviously, it was the first year of uh, you know major changes to uh, to the timing rules. Um, and I know, as you you and I have talked about before, and we about how the league is really looking at analytics and stuff like that. But one thing I wanted to ask you about: I mean, we are be- almost uh, at the same point as we were last year uh, when it comes to games played. Um, what is it really concerning you that so far that the average points per game is about uh, 13 points lower than it was at this point in uh, 2018?
1: No. Um, and so, like, we have been preparing for this.
2: Um, so uh, so
1: I, I, let me take you through the kind of the process. Okay. So, you know, we, we look at the game, and, and one of the things we decided strategically was we should get the game light down. Last year was about two hours and forty seven minutes. And we said, let's get it closer to two hours and 15 minutes. So that's why we changed the timing of the league. And, um, you know, our, our view was that creating a tighter package of football
2: mm-hmm.
1: was was going to be a better thing for the league. So right now, I think after last weekend, our games are averaging two hours and 19 minutes. So we've shaved off almost half an hour.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what that has meant in terms of scoring I think, on average, each team is losing about one possession a game. And judging by the numbers you guys were just throwing out, I mean that's like one score, right? If you if you assume that there's, you know, the scoring efficiency is close to one. So so that would explain it. You know, we, the thing we just looked at, and we're still trying to make sure we're we're doing the math right, is if you take the new game length. Right. All right, so if you move it from two hours and forty seven minutes and you move it down to two hours and nineteen minutes, and your numerator is the number of points scored, yeah, we actually are scoring more points per minute of game time than we did last year.
2: Okay. okay. That's a and real and
1: the other thing I will throw right? well, so we okay, look we I mean, like we wanna make this a fun game for people to watch. And you know, so
0: mm,
1: like we know, people like to see scoring. That's a big part of the AFL. Great. Uh, we also believe that you know, getting the game times down is an important um, important objective. So, so that's also good. Um, but like that's that's how we're looking at this. Like we want to preserve the game. We have a great game. We're just looking for ways to improve it at the edges. Right.
0: And obviously, moving into twenty nineteen, like when you guys get together for you know the rules committee and whatnot, and uh, obviously there could be easily some modifications to the changes that have been made over the past two years. Is that right?
1: Oh yes. I mean, we're we'll, we're gonna sit down after the Arena Bowl, and you know, we, we we've already been talking to coaches, to officials, to players, and and the the process is going to be let's let's all sit down. Like, what do you think could make the game better? And then we'll we'll talk it out, and we'll figure out, like, should we, should we change things or not? Mm-hmm. So that that what we're going to address. I mean, and that's going to be something we do every year.
0: Okay. Okay, that's good. Uh, ben.
3: Hey, Kamish, it's, uh, it's Ben here. Uh, first, I want to start Hi, off ben. by saying, as as a fan of this game since I was nine years old, I've seen a lot of peaks and valleys from the AFL, and... Under your uh, reign here, if I can call it that, Um, I I feel as optimistic as as ever right now. I want to start with that. I I really feel like you have to be going in a very professional direction and an organized direction that for many years it felt like, what are we grasping onto? We don't even know if there's going to be a season next year. And everything just feels so solid right now. So I want to start off with that.
1: Um, Well, you know what? So so, oh, so Thank ahead. you so much. Let me no. Let me just thank you because that's a really nice thing you just said. So I appreciate it. Thank you.
3: Oh, uh, it's it's my pleasure. I mean, I you know this this game is means a lot to all of us, and and uh, I think we're just thrilled with the direction it's going. And one of those one of those directions, which uh, I, I've always been wondering about, was the, the concept of betting as as a brand for the AFL. Um, and I'm curious about. How how it's going this year? Per your expectations for activity, with betting. and second of all, as a single entity, lead, what do you hope to achieve by stressing betting so much? Is it something that you hope the league receives like monetary value from, or is it for marketing and engagement? All
1: right. So those are fantastic questions, and that you know, I'm 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 just gonna go out and say like I love you guys too. Um. This is you a whole guys team. are really passionate. you you're, you're. No, you like, I don't want it to be awkward, but you guys are like really smart, and I love talking to you. I love, I love seeing you guys because you think about this. I think you think about this probably more than I do, which is not <laughs> probably the right thing to say. But um, and, and you're certainly um, better at it than I am. But so, so I, I, I don't know. I mean. There's a there's a there's a lot there to um, to unpack. So sports betting is a is a really interesting um, issue. So if you're in the NFL, look, you don't have to do anything. Seventy percent of the you know by revenue of the bets in the United States are placed on NFL games. So you can just sit back and you can take sponsorship dollars and put patches on the uniforms and that's how you can monetize it. We have a very different situation and so we have to think through like how do we actually add value to the sports betting ecosystem. Right. And so I think we do that in a couple of ways. One, we provide a game. Right, and, and in the end, like I don't, I mean, I love our game, and I don't mean this in a disparaging way, but it's it's product, and so you know, you put it out there, it's something people can bet on. You generate a data stream, like there is revenue associated with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, I think the other the other the other part of it is that as we promote the game, as it becomes more and more popular. We then have the ability, especially having a team in Atlantic City, to, like, actually drive account settings, right? So whoever our partner is, whether it's GraftKings or William Hill or MCM, whomever, like, we can actually put together a whole series of promotions in the league and in Atlantic City where we're actually driving, you know, account settings. That's real money. And, and that's not something
0: that any other league is looking at. Okay. And I guess, uh, I guess we, never, we never think of it that way, Commissioner, because I guess for us, it's, we see it as a game. We understand that there are some, some, like, some corporate things behind the scenes, but I guess what you, say, what you say makes sense, because I guess it's not necessarily how much is made on betting, but it's just a matter of offering something in order to get more eyeballs on the game. Is that fair to say?
1: Well, yeah, sort of. I mean, I guess the way I look at it is, you know, we we build an audience of people who love arena football. And then part of the job as a business is to find other businesses that would like to connect with that audience. Right. Does that make sense? It does, yes. And so... And so, the more you know about your audience, and are careful about the way you grow it, well, then you can do better on that other part, which is finding other places to put that audience together with other people. Okay. Uh, and so, so that that really is kind of what we look at, and and what we're trying to build.
0: Okay.
2: John. Kamish, so uh, we saw yesterday on social media that we're going to have an announcement for some teams during the Arena Bowl this year for expansion for 2020. Is there anything more you can tell us tonight or possibly give us any teasers for what's going to go into the 2020 season in in terms of picking new staffs or referees, for example? Well, okay,
1: so a couple of things there. I mean, if you were hoping that I was going to tell you the expansion teams tonight and give you guys the exclusive, I love you a lot, but not quite that much. <laughs> um, so you'll have to wait. Of course, um, yeah. We... we um. It's actually a really interesting thing. Um, You know, as we've changed the business model and the structure, it's changed the way that we look at expansion. And so instead of going out and trying to find local ownership groups in whatever city, now we're just looking at cities and evaluating the opportunity and saying, okay, so city X would be a really great city for arena football. So it's, to me, it allows us to rationalize the process and make the right decision for the right reason. Okay. Um, so, so you know that that we're we're going to announce something. We're aiming for Arena Bowl um, as the announcement, and you know our goal over the next four years, five years, our business plan is to grow by at least two teams a year for the next five years.
2: Um, awesome.
0: To 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 John's question about expansion, uh, I, we did notice also that uh, the league has um, started advertising that they need somebody to be. I think it's the COO for the northeastern region. Oh man, uh, Tim's getting at it. Of a possible exp- uh, I guess, exp- expansion or expansion uh, team or teams, um, is is it fair? Well. To ask a question where you can actually answer it commission um, <laughs> um, either are there any particular locations in the US that the league is really uh, uh, really looking into rather than
1: others well so a couple of things I mean so that job listing has evoked a lot of interest <laughs> it's probably related to our Albany team
0: okay uh
1: which is already there. Yeah. Um, You know, as far as expansion, like we're being very careful and, and very thoughtful about exactly how you build a national footprint. So I think what you can expect to see is us taking steps, you know, in a a variety of different directions. Right. Okay. And, and, you know, obviously what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to make it efficient. So, you know, we're not going to put a team out, and you know, our two expansion teams are not going to be one in Portland and one in LA. Right. Okay. I can just tell you that, right? Okay. We're we're gonna we're gonna try to keep it tight geographically, grow incrementally, um, because we know that the most important thing we can do is be, you know, careful with our money and build sustainably. Right.
0: Okay. Now I, I and I I have to I have to at least try this. Um, oh boy! I know the, the cities that you the cities that are that the league are potentially looking into. Uh, are they new AFL cities or have they been at AFL cities before? Yeah. <laughs> Great. There you go. <laughs>
1: well,
3: Here's a a, a strategy question regarding uh, expansion. Again, you don't have to get into specifics, but I thought it was interesting that um, Atlantic City is very much a tourist city, and I know that it, it heavily tied into the betting strategy and the direction of the league in that regard, but I'm curious what your perspective is on the success or trajectory of Atlantic City and how it made you think differently possibly about expanding into... Tourism-based markets instead of a localized market like Albany and and that kind of thing.
1: Okay, so so that that, that's like that's actually a couple of really good questions. Um, So let me let me see if I can break them down. Okay. Um, One of the one of the objectives with Atlantic City was to be in a market where it was all about sports betting, and so have a team there and. And use that as an opportunity to try to figure out, like, what are the right relationships to have in those markets? Mm-hmm. How actually can we integrate sports betting into our games? So, so we thought that gave us, um, you know, like a really interesting testing bed. I will also tell you that, you know, there's a marketing aspect to it as well. And so, having a team, you know, we're a pro sports betting league, and so we have a team called the Atlantic City Blackjacks. I mean, that was not accidental. Um, so so we see it as a testing bed for um, how we can form the right relationships, the right partnerships with the sports betting world and with casino operators and hotels in Atlantic City. And and I think, ultimately, unlike a lot of um other sports venues, we probably end up looking in Atlantic City like it's six events a year. You know, right, it's right, concert, yeah. Parties, but it's but it's six events, and it's you know maybe it becomes kind of a marketing showcase at right. That that's you know we, we have the opportunity to do things like that, so I I think that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as sports spending more generally. I mean we we kind of have a relationship on both sides. So I, I think we have a game that can drive revenue for sports betting operators, but I also think that we have a game that sports bettors, more generally are are going to find attractive. So part of our objective has been to, you know, make sure we've got a really solid Extensible data stream for all the anyone who wants to license it, and and we make ourselves as friendly as we can to sports betting. I give them access to data, you know, be transparent in our decision making, promote uh, sports betting. So that's that's what we're trying to do. Okay.
3: So I was wondering. So in terms of marketing, um, the league at one point. Very recently was sort of leaning into the OTT platform concept, and I think you know part of the issue with that was just accessibility. If you're trying to get people interested in sports betting, they're not necessarily sign up for you know proprietary uh, platform. Um, So I'm curious though, like what went into the decision process to distribute the games through ESPN3, um, sort of go away from AFL now. Uh, and, and sort of how to distribute the AFL.
1: Okay, so uh, that's a really great question, um, and we—it's something that you know media distribution strategy is something we spend a lot of time thinking about. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we we played last year, and one of the reasons we played last year with four teams was to burn off a deal with CBS Sports that was not uh-huh. going okay um, So. So that was one of the big reasons we played, um, because it gave us certainty on that. And then, you know, we went into this season. We struck a deal. Our games are carried on ESPN3. And, you know, I, I, I will tell you a couple of things. One, you know, we're out raising third-party capital, and that's you know we we, we run this league. And this is my background, having come from AOL, way back in the olden days. Um, like we run it like a startup like it's a venture opportunity and um, so when you when you look at it that way you make slightly different decisions about how much risk you take which direction you go Um, so that's I don't know that's that's, that's kind of where we go right okay
3: that makes sense John
2: So, enough with the uh, hard-hitting questions, <laughs> Kamish, uh, Where can where can the fans uh, where can where can the fans where can the fans find you for the next couple weeks if they want to say hi to you at the games? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to okay, be? So I know for, So
1: you know my, my schedule is kind of an ever-changing thing, um, and I, I try to go to as many games as I can consistent with having, like, children and social life and working. Um, but, uh, so I know for a fact that I'm going to be in Atlantic City on the 21st for that game at the Sunday afternoon games. Okay. And I, 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 I have been roping my kids into that, and like my son, who's 23, I'm like, what do you guys not like about this Right. It's arena football, you come, there's a casino.
2: And,
1: <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't want to promote like bad things, but I also was 23 once, so, um <laughs> Right. <laughs> I feel like it's an attractive opportunity. So I know for a fact I'll be there. And then, you know, I, I, you know, we're heading into playoffs, right? I mean, which I think is, we're going to have an awesome playoff this year.
0: Yeah.
1: I think. No, I, I do too. Anyway. You know, we got.
0: Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Commissioner. I'm sorry.
1: No, no, no. You go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Well, I was gonna, You're talking about playoffs, and, and it, it also goes back to something that uh, was brought up earlier um, when you talk when uh, we brought up the expansion. You also mentioned in your tweet uh, that Arena Bowl was going to be held on Sunday, August 11th. <laughs> First thing I want to do, and, and it, there may be a question after you answer this question back, but is that is Sunday, August 11th the the actual date of Arena Bowl this year.
1: I yeah I believe so. That's, we we talked about this with ESPN. So okay, believe so.
0: So uh, my my follow up question then is, uh, being that the Arena Football League has not held a Sunday uh, Arena Bowl in ten seasons, uh, do you think that that will hurt or actually help the game? Now, I understand that the, usually. Uh, leagues can be tied in by the actual broadcast partner, but being that it has changed for, I said in ten season it was on, I think mostly on Saturdays, do you think this may hurt, uh, let's say uh, the fans who want to travel to the Arena Bowl to experience the, the championship game?
1: So, I, I, I mean, I hope not. I, I mean, certainly not our intention, but I mean, I guess the way I look at it is, um, I, I mean, number one, ESPN came to us and said they would like a Sunday afternoon okay. game. So I'm like, okay, that that, that matters. And, um, you know, as we have looked at the data from the season, it's kind of interesting because for the last several years, arena football has largely been played in the evenings, right? It's a lot of Friday and Saturday night dates. Right. And as we, and I don't, like, we haven't formed a view on this yet, but as we're looking at it, there's some evidence to suggest that our viewership numbers are substantially higher during the afternoons on Saturdays and Sundays. And we've had a handful of Sunday games, and actually the results have been really good. So, I I, so I think that's part of it. Like we we have to figure out where you know where we fit in our fans' lives, mm-hmm. and 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 then adjust accordingly. But I I also think um, you know if you think you look at something like this, like this is a huge opportunity for us. Right. right? We're going to be on ESPN 2 You know we're going to have a really large audience. So to me. You know, like getting a Sunday afternoon game, which like that's when they play the Super Bowl, right? Right. Like early evening. Yeah, I mean NFL games are you know one and and four. Yeah. Okay. We can we can play our games in the afternoon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and be like, <laughs> and be like the rest of professional football. Yeah. So I I, I think what we want to do is we just want to look at it and see you know. Let's make an informed decision. Right. But, but I will tell you, based on what we've been seeing so far, there's a lot of support for moving more games to the NFL.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, one thing I haven't been able to ask you about when it comes to broadcasting and stuff like that, um, I'm sure John Ben and myself can actually state that we are actually very happy with the broadcast teams that the new AFL Network has uh, has been uh, broadcasting with. Um, what? Uh, whose decision was it to actually bring in a combination of not only of a, a great play-by-play guy, but also uh, uh, wow, uh, longtime vets of the Arena Football League to be the color commentators?
1: Well, uh, okay. So, so one of the things that we have going for us that has been fantastic is our partnership with the Monumental Sports Network, mm-hmm. and they produce all of our games. And when you watch our games on TV. They look great. Yes. You know, I mean, the the graphics pack packages are awesome. The replays are great. We, we really, I mean, that is a top-notch production. So, um, and, and to me, that's a huge um, strategic advantage because we can produce our games. Our games ultimately are entertainment, right? Yes. You either want to go in person or you want to watch it. So it's entertainment. So production values matter and we if we have a highly produced really professional looking game that's awesome because we can distribute that in a lot of different places mm-hmm. so I, I i i'm really happy and as far as how we made decisions on talent i mean we we what we, what we looked to do we had 16 this year so we basically said all right so we need basically three teams right um, so that we can manage the schedule. We can have three games every week. Right. And so that's, you know, we found people and, you know, we went out and found some sideline um, talent. So, I mean, uh, and that's the other thing I think we get to do is, you know, we can be a, um, a proving ground for people, like for people who want to work in media, mm-hmm. right? And they're looking for a sideline job. Well, you can start with us. I I, I, I think we actually offer a really interesting opportunity.
0: My, and this is, and uh, one thing about this, again, I want to thank the league and thank you and thank the league and thank everybody who was in charge of getting, setting up the, how, how it is done with the AFL network broadcast, because I honestly think that including You know, uh, wow, Uh, 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 Matt D'Arazio, Sed Bonner, uh, you know, all the all the uh, former players that you have as the color commentators improve the broadcast because you're actually, you know, for those new fans that have come in, you're actually able to not only just show them the game, but having people who have played the game. Actually, make the broadcast even better. So I wanna, I wanna thank you and the league for, uh, for bringing them in and showing how good the arena football product has been now and in the past.
1: Well, thank you for that. I mean, that that is deliberate. So, you know, one of the things like we we know we have this really fantastic heritage, and we have so many great players, and so you know what what we are talking about a lot these days is as we expand like if there is an opportunity to hire former afl players yeah we're going to do that like we we want to have as you know we as as many afl players as we can get you know we'll we'll take them because we want to that's how we want to build
0: yeah okay
1: that makes sense ben
3: yeah, um, I, I do want to say I, I am a huge fan of the branded AFL network. I think it's a great idea. Um, and I do think uh, – I'm assuming there are future plans to distribute that further, maybe through sports betting apps and things like that. Um, as for the the games themselves uh, and getting people to go to them, um, I'm curious how – you know, as a single entity, how having healthy franchises is obviously important. And it does feel that things are more stable than ever – Uh, in regards to how teams are placed, um, how they stick around. Um, How much does attendance, uh, the health of attendance, factor into decisions you're making? And uh, what do you think about what you may have to do to improve it?
1: Well, uh, so, you know, I I guess the way we look at it is, you know, our, our goal is to... Get to scale by adding as many local markets as we can, right? Uh, at least to a year, and and our and our goal is to get those local markets to break even or profitability in about three years. That's that's kind of the time horizon. And if we can do that, and then grow to scale, which will create the opportunity to sell advertising, sponsorship, mm-hmm. media deals at the league level that that's kinda how we look at the at the strategy going forward. And so as we look at expansion markets, we're looking at not just places I mean, selling tickets is always important, but it's it's a factor. Yeah. Right. And you know, one of the things we're trying to figure out is you know, at some level, I mean, if you if you put a team in Chicago and you only have X number of people buying tickets and going to the games but you have 3X watching the games on TV because it's local, then maybe you've done all right. And the and the funny thing is, is that that will not necessarily get reflected in the local P&L. You know, the fact that you've cultivated a big broadcast audience might not get reflected in the local team P&L. Right. Right, because it may not translate into ticket sales or, you know, food and beverage or, you know, whatever. So, so we're trying to develop a way to look at all of that, and and you know, and and, and put the appropriate values on the appropriate fans.
0: Okay, John.
2: Well, speaking of fan experience and trying to figure out what's appropriate, uh, I'm going to follow up on a question I asked you earlier this season. Have there been any more? Um, Any more things or any more insights into a um, a video game or something uh, mobile?
1: You know, I mean, it's something we're obviously interested in. It's not, I mean, I, I really think it's one of those things that, you know, once we get to 12, 14, 16 teams, that'll be a conversation we can have. I think right now, I'm not sure we would get value out of it.
2: Okay, fair enough. That's fair. Uh,
0: my last question for you, Commissioner, and I we, know, we, we've really, really appreciated your time this evening. Um, it's something that I had actually spoken with John Adams about a few weeks ago. I just wanted to see if I can get a, a follow up for the fans, if possible. You know, we have been told that uh, that the league was looking into making a, a major change in the Arena Bowl Championship Trophy. Uh, I was wondering if you' were able to, to give us a an update in any way, shape or form on uh, oh. on, on how that's going and when it when it may be uh, when it may be released.
1: Did John hint about that? Yes, sir <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yes, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Your reaction during that question was
0: amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. The answer is yes. There are going to be changes. Okay. Am I going to announce them tonight? No. Oh no no
0: no! It's not that. No, we weren't. As- I wasn't asking. you, I just wanted to. Well, see- no,
1: I know, I know, no, yeah. I'm not giving you hints either. No, there are no hints.
0: Okay. <laughs> I guess, like everybody, yeah. yeah, like everybody it- else, we will all have to wait.
1: Oh. And I'm just gonna say this. Like it's awesome. I've seen it.
0: Okay. <laughs> there that, that's all I need to hear. It's awesome. Okay. I I'm satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> uh any any time yeah, any timeline when we may see the trophy for the first time? Maybe right before uh maybe uh, uh well, I, media day at Arena Bowl? Uh,
1: I mean maybe, I don't know. Okay. I mean we haven't even talked about it yet. Okay. It it looks really cool. I'm just going to say that. Good
0: to hear. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. All right, Commissioner. Uh, Again, we we really appreciate your time. Um, Obviously, you're always welcome to join us here at AFL tonight. And uh, it, we appreciate the, the time and effort that you give to us on Twitter when we ask you questions in the follow-ups. Uh, as one person said earlier this week on Twitter, it's great to see a commissioner interact with the fans. It just shows that the, the league does care about the fans and wants to make sure that they can uh, get, the, get out as much information as possible. And I'm sure I uh, can speak on, on behalf of the three of us. We really greatly appreciate it.
1: Well, guys, you know, I, I, one of the things that I said this publicly, like uh, meeting AFL fans has been so fantastic. I mean, are there times when it's a little scary? Yes. <laughs> but, um, but mostly not. Um, but, but no, like, I, I'm, I'm so impressed with the people who are AFL fans and they love the game so much. And so, yeah, we pay attention, we, we listen and, uh, you know, so I, 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 you know, thank you for for noticing, but of course, like that, like you guys are what makes Arena Football great. Mm-hmm. So of course, we're always going to listen to you, and um, and and we appreciate what you guys do for the sport. So, well, I love me- you a lot.